Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to call in and be part of the program, you can go right now to kpl965.com, see the show notes for the day, all the topics and more that we'll be talking about throughout the day today. Glad to be with y'all on this Thursday, the week almost up, some clouds still rolling in, some chances for rain still there. But I hope everybody, uh, if you get on the road and there is some rain, hope everybody drives safe. So let's get to the, uh, the, the, headline, the Louisiana headlines of the day, a couple of which are kind of interesting. First, let's go uh, with the Louisiana Department of Health. Uh, they have announced that there is a case of monkeypox that has been discovered in Louisiana. It may surprise you to know that this disease, which has been the, the largest spread of which has been uh, through, uh, through gay hookups, uh, has been found somewhere in or around the New Orleans area. This has been, uh, the case was discovered in Region 1, according to LDH, which includes Orleans, Jefferson, and St. Bernard Parish. Uh, right now, what we're looking at, it, it's, it's not a very serious, it resembles smallpox, but it's not nearly as deadly uh, the risk to the general public is low. Monkeypox, according to uh, NOLA.com, uh, monkeypox does not transmit as easily as other viruses. It is prolonged skin-to-skin contact. And what we've seen out of reports throughout Europe is, as I kind of alluded to a second ago, we see these, the, these spreads from these fr- from basically parties where people are hooking up pretty much anonymously. And... There's been a focus of these cases, for whatever reason, uh, at gay and bisexual meetups. Uh, but that's not the only way it gets transmitted. It's not an STD. It is a prolonged skin-to-skin contact, uh, smallpox-like disease. People who get this strain are unlikely to die. However, people with weakened immune systems, children under eight years of age, people with a history of eczema, and those who are pregnant or breastfeeding are at higher risk of serious illness. So... One case has been discovered in Region 1 that includes Orleans, uh, Jefferson, and St. Bernard parishes. So that is the health concern of the day here in Louisiana. Meanwhile, the Louisiana Supreme Court has gone ahead and extended a stay of the state's trigger abortion ban, the the trigger law that was written in case of the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade. Now, it's not a long, it's not a long, uh, stay the the uh, the the lawyers go to court tomorrow to start arguing this case. So we will see how this holds up. I imagine ultimately it's going to be kept legal in Louisiana, and if not, you will see the next legislative session. You will see a push for an abortion ban that does fall within the parameters that would be set uh, by the Louisiana by the, by the court system. Uh, but the big news, and I think this is, it's not news that's in Louisiana, but it's news that is related to Louisiana. And this was actually why, uh, if you go to kpel965.com, I've titled today's show notes the way I have. Red states, in general, are winning. But here in Louisiana, we're not. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we have this story from the Wall Street Journal. Red states are winning the post-pandemic economy. 
Since February 2020, the month before the pandemic began, the share of all U.S. jobs located in red states has grown by more than half a percentage point, according to an analysis of Labor Department data by the Brookings Institution think tank. Red states have added 341,000 jobs over that time, while blue states were still short 1.3 million jobs as of May. Several major companies have recently announced moves of their headquarters from blue states to red states. Hedge fund company Citadel said recently it would move its headquarters from Chicago to Miami, and Caterpillar Inc. plans to move from Illinois to Texas. Going a little bit further, uh, there has been a major change in mass migration. 46 million people moved to a different zip code in the year through February 2022, the most in any 12-month period in records going back to 2010, according to a Moody's analysis of Equifax Inc. consumer credit reports. The states that gain the most, led by Florida, Texas, and North Carolina, are almost all red, as defined by the Cook political report based on how states voted in the past two presidential elections. The states that lost the most residents are almost all blue, led by California, New York, and Illinois. Analysts who have studied the migration attributed much of it to the pandemic severing of the link between geography and the workplace. Remote work is allowed, has allowed many workers to move to red states, not necessarily because of political preferences, but for financial and lifestyle reasons. Although some of those lifestyle and financial reasons are inherently political, they are based on policy. Cheaper housing, better weather, less traffic, lower taxes. This is what the analysts are saying. The reasons people are moving to the red states for their remote work. Yeah, you move to a red state, you have lower taxes. Noticeably missing from the list. When you look at the data, looking at the net in migration, in blue states, you saw, like in California, a loss of 200,000 or more. New York, 200,000 or more. You saw somewhere in the $100,000 range in places uh, like Illinois. In red states, you saw a gain of more than 200,000 residents in Texas and Florida. You saw somewhere in the 100s for North and South Carolina. Louisiana, by the way, lost somewhere just shy of 100,000. People were moving out of deep red Louisiana. Why is that? All of these other red states are winning economically. Louisiana is not. Via, uh, via the Times Picayune, NOLA.com. Louisiana's economy shrank dramatically to start 2022, according to new, to new federal data driven by sharp pullback in part of the state's manufacturing sector as natural gas prices and overall U.S. inflation soared. The state's real gross domestic product fell by 4.3% on an annualized basis in the first quarter of the year, almost three times steeper than the U.S. economy. Only five other states posted a sharper contraction. We are looking at a major economic slump at a time when other red states are seeing some pretty steep economic gains. I bet you can figure out the reason why, but I'm going to leave it on that cliffhanger. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, 
why Louisiana is so far behind other red states. It's not as difficult a question as you might think, but we're going to talk about it after this break right here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. We've got some callers on the line, but before we get to them, all of these other red states are seeing some pretty good growth. Uh, economically speaking, there's a lot of growth in a lot of red states, but some of them are showing actually some some uh, out-migration, and some of them are showing some economic shrinkage. Louisiana is one of them. Louisiana had a very steep decline economically. Why is that? Well, look at the red states that have done well. Texas, Florida, these are deep red states with good conservative Republican leadership. Uh, Ron DeSantis, Georgia has had a has had a lot of good economic growth. Uh, Brian Kemp has done a very good job there in the Carolinas. You've seen some good Republican leadership from the politicians there. What we're looking at in Louisiana, though, is a deep red state with a Democratic governor who has been anti-business, anti-fossil fuel industry, and a legislature that on the House side is run by a Republican who needed Democrats in order to become Speaker, and on the Senate side, a Senate President who has not really made all that hard a push for conservative policy. They've been content to be fairly moderate even doing some favors for John Bell Edwards, or at the very least, not fighting John Bell Edwards harder. So it's allowed Edwards, as I said yesterday on the show, it's allowed Edwards to really run roughshod over the budget, over our economy, and it's made Louisiana worse. We have an out-migration problem still, with no sign of it getting any better. People are moving to other states where there are opportunities, where there is a better tax foundation, a better uh, uh, better tax base. There are better opportunities outside of Louisiana. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really uh, take a lot of imagination to figure out why. There is no leadership in the state that is actually pushing the same types of policies that have gotten Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, Georgia. It hasn't gotten them much growth. So as a result, Louisiana slips further and further behind. And at some point, Republicans in the legislature and Republican voters have to figure out, have to get on the same page. Well, Republican voters in the state have to do a better job of finding good candidates and Republican politicians need to be holding their own accountable just as much as they're holding or as they claim they hold Democrats accountable. They really don't hold Democrats accountable uh, in much of our legislature. But we're missing that in this state. We are missing actual leadership in the state. So the Democrats in charge get to do pretty much what they want. They get to push the policies they like. and At the very least, they don't get a whole lot of pushback from the Republicans. Sometimes the Republicans are more than willing to go along with it. Not hard to figure out. Louisiana could be doing so much better. But we have a leadership crisis in the state. Let's jump to the phones. We've got Chad on the line. Chad, how are you today? 
Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you for accepting my call. No problem. Yeah, look, I'm. A, you, you you pretty much said what I was about to say, but I'm going to slightly disagree with you on one thing. Yeah. Mr. Cortez has not done nothing. He is what he is, a blank page. He's a big cricket. He's a big mosquito, and he's scared. He's a big, uh, like Cajun, what we say, Cajun French. He's a big couple. He's big, <laughs> he's big scared. Yeah. He's scared I'm, of John Bell Ellis. Yeah, there, it, it, is, uh, it is a very, it's. The chick's it, not a character, that's a puppet. And yeah. that, and hopefully, hopefully, the people of Louisiana recognize, realize, he's trying to be the next lieutenant governor. We don't want, we don't want puppets as our uh, lieutenant governor. We sure as hell don't want Billy Nungesser as our uh Governor, because that's another puppet too, and I'm very disappointed, Billy Nungesser. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy. And, and look, look, John Bellows is a joke. Yeah, yeah, I agree, uh, Chad. You're you're absolutely right. Um, Nungesser has been fine in the job he's been in, and as Lieutenant Governor, I mean, because you know, I, I'll give him that he's done his job, but other than that, he's a puppet. He's a John yeah. Bellows puppet. And and you know, that's that's and kind of the point. John Bellows. You know, it, it doesn't take it doesn't take a whole lot of uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of 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 being a politician to do that job. It, it takes a whole lot of being somebody who's charismatic, who will go out there and get his face and get his state out there. I mean, that's how Billy Nungesser rose to popularity in the first place after the, hur- uh, after hurricanes showing up as a parish president, showing up on national uh, news outlets and talking about what his parish needed and why, and why his, why it wasn't getting what they needed. But, and then he could take that same media attention, turn it around and put Louisiana on the map tourism wise but there's nothing about what he's done that that qualifies him to be governor. You're exactly right. He's going to he's going to be one of those that kind of runs as a moderate, but really does nothing when he gets there. We've had enough of moderate Republicans trying to run for things. We need actual conservatives. Down here in Lafayette, if I may uh, intervene, interrupt yeah. you. We have idiots. Well, no, we are idiots. We have other puppets too, like Bo Boyer, Jean Paul Cousin, Paige Cortez. And uh, Stuart Bishop, they're all weak, they're soft. They can't, they, they, uh, you know, some I can't say on the radio, but they, you know, they buttered up to John Bell Edwards. And they're trying to do, if, if they're so smart, they're so good and all that, how come we don't have good paying jobs down here, in, uh, good businesses, good paying jobs down here in Lafayette and the surrounding areas that they represent? Yeah, Chad, you're absolutely right. Thank you very much for the call, 232-1542, if anybody else wants to join in. And, and Chad's absolutely right. We have a lot of feckless leaders. We have, polit- we have, like I said, a leadership crisis. We have politicians who are there to be politicians. They are not there to try to affect a whole lot of change. They, they got there and they were so ready to cut deals and so ready to be part of the system rather than work to make the system better that as a result, nothing's gotten done. There has been consistent conservative change in so many states and these states have been at the forefront of economic growth in the country. Joe Biden wants to claim that there's all this economic growth in the country because of his leadership since he took office. Look at the states where the growth is. Again, when you look at the states that have had a positive economic growth, almost all of them are red states with at least a Republican governor and a mostly Republican legislature. 
or at the very least a more centrist governor and a strongly conservative legislature. But the states that have done best are states where Republicans have full control and have actually fought for good Republican policies. Louisiana, we have a near supermajority in the House and Senate. We could override any veto we wanted to. But we don't have the leaders that are willing to do that. We don't have the leaders that are encouraging their members to schedule their vacations or their elective surgeries some other time so they could come back to Baton Rouge for a veto override session. How can you expect them to make any effective changes? We're going to go ahead and take this bottom of the hour news break. When we come back here on the Joe Cunningham show, we will talk about some of the national headlines. And by the way, those headlines are really bad for Biden even still. Talk about that and more here on the Joe Cunningham show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. To what is going on here in the state of Louisiana? I mean, I know you guys are. I know all of you listening, you you pay attention. You listen not just to me. You listen to the morning show. You listen to Moon. You listen to Dan. Uh, but but you you know out there what's happening. But there are a lot of issues that are important to us that, again, I, I've talked about it on the national scene a lot. A lot of the issues that we're talking about right now the ways that, you know, the, the, the issues that we're seeing on the national stage, the economy, gas prices, all of that, that's what voters are focused on. And they're focused on it right now. We're not worried about elections for next year. And it could very well be that some of the issues we're talking about right now, when the next election cycle comes through, may not be at the top of the list. And as a result we're really going to lose a lot of the focus, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, the way you make Louisiana's economy better, the way you make the state better by getting good politicians, good leaders in the state legislature, in the governor's mansion, the way you do that is by finding good candidates right now who are talking about these economic issues. But what if... What if the economy does get better after 2022? What if after the 2022 election and into early 2023, things start to look up and people kind of go back to a general sense of complacency? What happens then? Do we have voters who are engaged enough at the state level to see the lack of leadership from the past several years? And try to do something new with it. I'm not sure. And that's not that's not me trying to insult Louisiana voters or anything. That's just simply the lay of the land. Everybody focuses on what's happening at the kitchen table. Gas prices, food prices, inflation, anything economic. Everybody worries about that. If those aren't the issues of the moment, when the time comes to vote and gets voters more involved in 2023, what do we have? What is, what, what's the plan to get better leaders in the legislature? 
Because if they just skate in on complacency and on status quo, we're never going to get anything done. But voters who are sick and tired of the same thing, the same issues that have driven a bunch of voters out of the state, those issues now have to be what we talk about come 2023. If you don't want another Sheck Snyder situation, if you don't want another Paige Cortez situation, if you don't want another John Bell Edwards situation, you have to get out there and be active and find better candidates. But I'm not entirely sure that we're going to be able to do that. I'm not entirely sure that the voters are really going to be all that active and engaged for it. It sucks as a reality. It does. But that's typically what we end up living with. We, we, we typically have, because we have these off-year elections in Louisiana, we end up, our issues start getting removed from the main waves. If, if Louisiana had, had elections the same year as federal elections, guaranteed you would have a more conservative state right now. Because everybody in the state is motivated on this. You can see it in the way the federal elections go in the state. But in the off years, 2023 instead of a 22 or 24, I don't know. Unless the economy still just really sucks, which it could very well be. The inflation issue only seems to be getting worse. Gas prices are getting a little bit better, but everything else seems to be an issue. The economy could still be in the toilet by the, by the time the 2023 elections roll around. But we need candidates that have solutions here in the state. California has its own solution. They're going to make inflation worse by giving out more money to their voters. That doesn't make sense now, does it? But California's got its state issues. They get what they voted for. Texas gets what it votes for. Georgia gets what it votes for. North Carolina gets what it votes for. Florida definitely gets what they vote for. What's, does, does Louisiana get what it's, what it's voting for? Time and again, do Louisiana voters get what they're actually voting for? Because it doesn't seem to me that they are. They vote for these, these Republican majorities in the House and Senate that are near veto, uh, veto proof, near super majority. But they can't get across the finish line. It's the closest that Louisiana Republicans have ever gotten, and they can't get across the finish line because they can't find the right politicians to do the job. Republicans have to be able to fix that issue. Republicans need to be able to actually solve the problems they're elected to solve here in the state of Louisiana, and voters need to be more engaged on that. We have an out-migration problem. We have a steep economic problem. We have leaders in the legislature and in the governor's mansion who don't seem to care about doing what it takes to make those issues better. John Bell Edwards came into office with a plan to chase out the oil and gas industry. He came in and laid the groundwork for Joe Biden to do the same thing nationwide. John Bell Edwards' strategy a little more aggressive because he's a trial lawyer and wanted to sue the companies out of the state. But his strategy to push oil and gas production out of the state is basically a model for what Joe Biden did. This is what Louisiana wants. Republicans have to come up with a better gubernatorial candidate because we can't have another situation where a Democrat wins because Republicans can't get their act together.
I almost said a bad word there instead of act. The state Republican Party just had a massive gathering here in Lafayette. And they focused on a Dinesh D'Souza documentary rather than the issues that actually affect Louisiana voters and pumping up Republican alternatives to what we're getting in the state. That's a failure of leadership at the state party level. And it's a failure of leadership at the legislative level that we can't push for any of the things that Louisiana voters actually want. Why should Republican voters show up to the polls in 2023? Why should they? What purpose does it serve for Republican voters in the state of Louisiana to go out and try to vote conservative when they know that the only people running are people that want to be part of the system, not people working to change, fix, and improve the system? Or, even better, tear the whole system down and start over. Yes, I am once again calling for a new state constitution. All that aside, the Republicans have to get off their butts, stop focusing on the wrong things, stop trying to be part of the system, and actually try to fix the system. Strong letters from the party chairman don't work. Strong statements on social media don't work. Actions will actually go out and fix the problem, and we're not getting those actions from our politicians. Let's go ahead and take a break. We will talk about the national stuff, I promise. We're going to take this break, though. We will be back here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to join in the conversation. Bit of a programming note, I'm flying solo for offsides today, so we will be keeping the conversations going there. If I haven't gotten to anything so far, then we will go ahead and uh, talk about some of the national stuff then as well. So please, please be sure uh, to stay tuned and, and join in discussing a lot of these political topics with me. I know I've been keeping it a lot about the state uh, so far, but I haven't really talked much about Louisiana in the past few weeks because we've had so much going on the national level. The, the legislative session has been uh, over for a while. We have really nothing new coming out of that except for some things like the abortion trigger ban and, and all that. But before I move on to the national stuff, one last thing about the economic stuff. We have so much potential in Louisiana. We, we see in certain parts of the state that the potential is there. Okay. We know, we know for a fact that Republican leadership at the local level can actually work in several different parts of the state. Now it's just a matter of getting that at the statewide level. It looks like we're going to have a solid Republican victory at the federal level. We can have solid Republican leadership at the local level, but now we need to fix the state level. Again, all it takes is the voters being engaged. The voters have got to be engaged on this. One of the toughest things about talking about politics is talking about it outside of the realm of Washington, D.C. Because we talk about Washington, D.C. so much. 
It's such a part of our news coverage. Even local news organizations throw in national news stories. You cannot escape it. That's what people want to know about. But in the process of focusing on the D.C. Beltway, on the East Coast stuff, on the West Coast stuff that all the major news outlets want to focus on and all the big national stories of the day, we still have so many things at the local and state level that get neglected as a result of it. And that leads to part of the voter complacency. Yes, I talk about the national issues a lot, but it's important. But what I do is try to help you understand why these things are happening because there is certain political strategic value in understanding those levels and understanding how they can be put into play here. Understanding what's happening for the midterm elections as far as voter dissatisfaction is exactly why we have to pay attention to it in Louisiana because we have off-year elections and we have these issues that still linger but maybe aren't in the spotlight as much as they are during a a federal midterm cycle. So we need to be paying attention enough to that to make sure that we have everything uh, covered when we're going to the polls, when we're thinking about everything, when we're focusing on our issues at the polls. We need to know the stuff going on the national level so that we can understand how to better equip our state and local government. But our focus should not be, how do we fix things in Washington? Washington doesn't fix our lives. Washington makes our lives more complicated, at best. Locally and at the state level, that's where the the changes that affect your life come into play. So we need to make sure that we're focusing on those issues in the state and working to make those issues better. Washington, D.C., be damned. Real quick, before uh, before we get out of here for this show, we come back to offsides, just be careful out there. I'm noticing the sky is getting a little bit darker. Um, I'm looking at the radar. And north of I-10 and... Uh, and to the east of I-49, uh, you're seeing some storms, including some some fairly heavy rain that, that looks like it, it's formed and will be kind of lingering in the area uh, through a lot of the 4 o'clock hour and, and beyond. Y'all, please be careful driving out there. Um, I've got the traffic map pulled up. Uh, we don't have anything right now. We had a vehicle accident uh, a little while ago, but uh, other than that was on I-10 uh, eastbound, but we will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. If the weather, you know, if some parts of the of the city and the parish are getting hit by some pretty severe inclement weather, we'll follow that through the next couple hours. Before we get out, the last thing I want to say on state politics, I want to focus on some of the national topics and some other issues for offsides. We need we need to do a better job of supporting our local media as part of this. The media itself gets a bad rap and a lot of it deservedly so, but we have a lot of good local news sources here. Of course, here at news talk, KPL 965, always tune in, download the app, uh, follow our stories, but you have a lot of, You have a lot of local news outlets that keep you informed on a lot of the things I've been talking about today. So be sure that you are paying attention to that. I'm seeing the rain come down. We're going to take our 23-hour break here for the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me uh, at Joe P. Cunningham on Twitter, facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. 
But I will be back here on Offsides in just a few minutes. Y'all stick around right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.